Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, United sign winners, United tie their league game, and United lose the UEFA Super Cup. Man, I feel like the whole world was just really angry for the last few days. First of all, you got North Korea. I mean, well, I mean, they've been angry for the better part of a decade. But then uh, our president was very angry to them back. Minnesota United Twitter and Reddit have been angry uh, nonstop since the ga- the oh, final yeah. whistle for that the game on Saturday. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, I put pineapple on my pizza. It's delicious. I also eat cold pizza. I think cold pizza is better than hot pizza. I feel like that's... So okay, the fact that you said cold pizza better than hot pizza... Like, I eat cold pizza. It's See, fine. This but, happened. Someone but, brought up this whole pizza argument as a way to diffuse other arguments. And then the argument started about the pizza. I Everyone just wanted to fight. It was all in good fun, the pizza one was. It was, like, it was just a bunch of diffs back and forth. That was great. But Yeah, I mean... I, I am not ashamed of my pineapple eating on pizza. It's delicious. I love it so much. I mean, you should be, but whatever. We're, we're <laughs> Maybe totally one day I'll here. learn, but today is not this day. Man, I was just uh, frustrated personally because this was one of those few times that this happens every few months. I got personally called out on Reddit. Where it was like, I feel like basically these soccer players do because like someone took 30 seconds of my night, which started... By the way, my Saturday started at like 3, which was great, let me tell you. Surly is a good place to hang out before the games. But um, someone took 30 seconds between 3 p.m. and like 9 and was like, man, that really sucked. And so I was like... Oh, guys, put the rest of the time... Oh, okay, now I'm going to feel bad. So I think now I've earned the right to call myself with my initials and my number. But I don't have a number because my 05 on my jerseys is just a dumb joke. You know, like Notch 05, Nachos, so... I, I don't I never know. Never got that. That's fantastic. Neither had I. That is amazing. <laughs> Cheers, boys. So so what should, what should I call myself? Like NK05, hashtag, you know, hashtag NK05. That actually works. It's like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of the ways to 007, but not quite. Not quite. You don't have the license to peel yet. You've just had the license to yell. I do have a license to yell, actually. Yeah. Abe, Abe allows me to do so, officially, uh, which is which is nice. I actually went home and watched, like, the highlights from the Cosmos game from last year when Maria started the game winner. <laughs> yeah. And I like, just, I was like, it was, it was such a, so long ago, but it's such a great moment. Remember that moment, guys? Remember that? I went great. home no, no and dove into dogs trying to save their humans that are swimming in a pool videos, and no. that was great. That made me feel so much better. Go. And that's what I recommend all of you do right now, and then come back to this podcast. No, 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 no. Just keep listening. You can listen while you watch that video. Yeah, but I mean, some of them, like the dogs make cute noises and... Actually, I just remembered on Saturday night, I got home and saw on the front page of Reddit, there was a post where a guy had attached a camera to, he said he'd attached it to vegetables, but he was just holding vegetables in front of a camera and feeding them to animals in the park. So you got like all these animals eating uh, lettuce and bananas and stuff like right in front of the cameras. And it was super relaxing. It's hard to explain. It's just like chomp, 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 bite, 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 bite. Ducks eating cucumbers, weirdest thing in the world. Like they like, they, they, they make like little cross cuts like a diagonal ways each time. Really? Go watch this video. It's really relaxing. Do you want to just talk about these kind of videos for us the podcast and the skips after this week? Well, we can at least skip the loon monitoring section, I think, because, you know, 4-0. <laughs> <four nil. laughs> you uh, mean the loon monitoring section. Oh, there in. we go. Thank you for taking we're us in. in. I was about yeah, to skip to... it, and, you know, you just, you just had to now. do that. Well, uh, 
we introduced it already. We lost 4 0 to Seattle at home. Um, our friends Clint Dempsey and Jordan Morris had to score, so that meant that US soccer, MLS, everyone was like, look at these great goals by all these famous players, you know. <laughs> look at that dumb team that's defending poorly. Those stupid yellow letters in their field. What are they, why are they there? So dumb. What a terrible franchise. Just wait. Just wait until have Allianz Field. Wait until Cloud City's up and running. Just wait. You'll all see. Uh, this this game was terrible. It was, it was so absolutely bad. terrible. We, I, I, <laughs> when I was leaving for the podcast that tonight, my wife, uh, before I left, was like, have you found anything positive to talk about the game to talk about? I'm like, oh, I really don't. But it's like, Don Lottie was, had, probably had his best game. Yes, he yep. did. Uh, Nicholson looked promising. He had a terrific shot in the second yeah. half. Yeah, wonderful he shot. Was a fantastic save. Those two guys were always running and pressuring the defense, and even when no one else was on our team, trying to get at least a consolation goal. So credit to them. Shuttleworth had a, a few decent to good saves. Yeah. But at this point, that's like saying water is wet. Like, Bobby Shuttleworth is son Shuttleworth. He is our patron saint, the one keeping us in... <laughs> any sort of a semblance of state exactly i know i have candles next to a picture of a broken nose at home so <laughs> <laughs> owen wilson <laughs> wow <laughs> that was that was great thank you <laughs> uh so we we did have a moment early on when joe sent in a great cross and molino knocked it wide that's when people still had just a tiny bit of hope left in them but then um boxall our friend boxall piece by piece destroyed any sort of hope that we might have that this game had ended well he was smoked so many times i just want to stream the entire day or just get a sign that says boxall closed down so I remember to do that when a defenders when an attacker is running at him with the ball. So there's this back pedal straight into the goal through the net into the locker room. Like, come on, dude, like step up. Try to make make a play on defense. It was absolutely terrible. He didn't close we, on We Bruin. need Coleman to be hundred percent. We as need, soon as possible. We, we definitely need him back. So so Boxel didn't close down Bruin on the first Seattle goal. And then he left Morris open in miles of space on the left. Not only that. On that Morris goal, he looked over to Calvo to see if he was supposed to actually press at all. And when Calvo was in the spot that he's formationally supposed to be, mm -hmm. about 15 yards away. Uh, I'm really happy Calvo showed some restraints because he'd probably be in prison right now. I thought he was going to strangle bots all in the fields. After that goal, he looked so pissed off. Just looked at him like, come on. I, I feel like he would be acquitted out of just temporary insanity from <laughs> how enraged he would be. And so so let's also be fair to Seattle, who showed a masterclass. No, they were amazing. They were passing the ball around like it was, like we weren't even there. They were such a great, well-run, well-oiled machine that... Although if you listen, if you listen to Michael Boxel after the game, <laughs> you would be left with the feeling that they didn't do anything really impressive at all. They just did a lot of basic things right. <laughs> well, uh, which I think you get to say that when your team wins three two, you don't yeah. get to say that when you personally let off two goals. Like, yeah. you don't need to go out and say that Jordan Morris is literally messy. We all know that. 
we know that Pulisic is literally Messi instead of Morris, but (laughs) you have to at least show some contrition when you say, yeah, they scorched me multiple times. Yeah. I need to play better. I think I think the 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 uh, the few the few things that I did see though may make me reflect on how much of a loss that Jovan Jones is going to be for Seattle when he does leave at the end of the season. I mean, he was huge along with Dempsey and Morris in this game. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jones really kind of shut down the left side of our offense. Ibarra had a ter- had a rough game and was mm-hmm. enough in the second half uh, for Venegas who didn't have any positive impact on the game for Minnesota as well. Um, are you guys? Worried about Ibarra? Yes. Um, Heath is... Yes, I am worried about Ibarra. Has him on the shortest leash, leash possible while other players just seem to have free reign. I mean, what's next for him, though? Like, if not here. I mean, I could see him languishing in the USL squad for us if we start one up um, until Heath is replaced. Because let's be honest, that's going to happen. I oh, mean, yeah. I have no faith now that Adrian Heath is going to see us into a successful phase in our in our team's career like i'm i'm the, the substitution issue that we keep talking about keeps coming up again and again so <laughs> let's but let me let me get back to the subject so i i could see Ibarra wanting to just wait it out um if he wants to stay in minnesota but at this point like who's gonna go for him other than an nasl team honestly i i do think that when he's been in he's actually shown some ability it's that, for whatever reason, Adrian Heath doesn't believe in him. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I think he's got the skill. But, but you more, know, with, more importantly, with these guys, though... Like, like Ibarra and Ramirez, you always had that question mark of, can they do it in MLS? And now they're stuck with a terrible team. And so if, if these guys want to transfer, that's got to be a lead weight around their feet. It's going to be a lead weight, but I think if scouts actually watch the games, they'll at least see... There's something that they're not utilizing in Miguel Ibarra. And as long as he's undervaluing Ibarra, teams can get him on the cheap. Exactly. I mean, he's he's on an expensive contract. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I want it. Yeah, exactly. I want him to work because he's our guy. Like, I want him to do well here. And I just hope that. Whatever has to change for that to happen, I hope I hope it changes fast. Well, we did see some changes, though, basically in the last 24 hours. First of all, we've signed Alex Cap as our third-string goalkeeper. Yay! Um, drafted by Atlanta in the Super Bowl draft. Um, was released by them. Has been training with the team pretty much ever since Alboda was rumored to leave on his loan after his loan expired. Um, kind of a... Everyone expected this signing. Yeah, third-string keeper. Yeah. Cool. Let me ask this question, though. Do you think Patrick McLean is a second-string keeper? Uh, he um, is right now. Yeah, right <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, at this yes, point, yes. Yes, he is. But I'm just saying, like, are we comfortable with that? Like, should this, should Cap signing have been a stronger guy, like Mitch Hildebrand or something, you know, someone of that quality, or like a, a Van Oakle? A Sammy and Jack, perhaps. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Honestly, I think your third string keeper spot needs to be somebody that you can develop into a second or first guy. That's what Cap seems to be. He's okay. a developmental guy. You don't want to really even spend a, a senior roster spot on somebody that's going to be your third string keeper. So yeah, you know this is the sort of move that normal MLS teams make. <laughs> Which we are not. Uh, <laughs> so we're reported to be close to another signing, though. 
Um, yeah, Jose Leiton, a Costa Rica international left back, left midfielder, left winger, something or another. Hopefully he would play at left back. In the, at That's the belief. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's seen as mainly a two-way, maybe more offensively, but can play defensively as well. Um, but he's rumored to be coming in um, on a loan option to buy sort of deal. Young dude, he's kind of a toss-up for major tournaments for Costa Rica. So hopefully somebody, again, that could become huge yeah. for us in the future if he works out. Play on the left side with uh, Calvo as a left center back. Make a yeah. great pairing in the future if they can gel. We, are, we, we do seem to be turning into a Costa Rican squad from the Brazilian squad that we were I, in NASL. I'm sure some dark clouds that I know are completely okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we were also rumored to be signing another player who is, by the way, a winger, which we have now signed or be rumored to be signing with three wingers. I'm starting to get flashbacks from the beginning of the 2016 season, which makes me feel really great about the fact uh, that Ethan Finley is apparently coming in on a trade from Columbus. Um, Andy Greeter reported a combined cost between Gam and Tam of about 300000 had been somewhat promising a couple of years ago, uh, made it into a January camp, kind of stalled out after that, but is another winger. Yeah, a solid MLS winger. Uh, Paul Tenorio with the first uh, lead on that, um, possibly pushed out by Columbus's new signing that was announced earlier today as well. Isn't Finley also born in Minnesota? Born in uh, Duluth. Duluth. Yeah. Um, Duluth. By way Minnesota. of Marshfield. Yeah. Uh, grew up... How many miles from you? I I don't know how far away Marshfield was from uh, Burnham Wood, but I mean, we played him in basketball during... I played against Marshfield basketball teams in summer tournaments. Those bastards. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I, we, we, I, I'm... I don't know what to even say about any of these signings. I've just, I've just lost so much hope for this year that no, I think yeah, like all of this is, is a wash. Nothing means anything until next year, and if these guys turn out to be people that we want to see gelling with the squad now, so they do even better next year, whatever. Accumulate guys that can be in your MLS team next year. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Why is Vadim Demidov still on our squad? By the way, why haven't we released him? Because nobody can't wants his him. buyout. I don't know. Yeah, nobody wants to take him, and I would assume that there's got to be some sort of clause in his contract that keeps him from getting waived. Like, okay. that's the only the reasonable answer. We did hear from Christian Ramirez on the Adrian Heath show today on ESPN Radio that uh, Ramirez does have his first ever muscle injury at the age of 26. So, hoping for an even speedier recovery for him. With that, let's move into a segment we call The Major Listing Service. We talk about MLS. What was the first game this past weekend, guys? DC United somehow, some way, were the better team against Toronto at home. Drew 1-1. You mean DC didn't lose? After six in a row, they didn't lose to the best team in the East? Uh, to be fair, Crazy. a win over Toronto would have been a great way to say goodbye to RFK. Yeah, that would have. Um, Too bad. They even did it with 10 men. Uh, Lloyd Sam sent off for a really just stupid tackle on a Toronto player. Um, straight red card. Easy decision mm-hmm. for the referee. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they did have a very early goal to bank on. Kofi Apare um, got the first DC United goal from a corner all season. Guys, I thought DC scored again, though. Why does the score say 1-1? Well, Jared Jeffrey, um, that of own goal versus Minnesota fame, scored another own goal. He's just finding the bat than that. He's on a hot streak. Kicked it yeah, to his own teammate this time. Yeah, Kicked I mean, it off of Bryn this, Bauman. This net. was a very clever finish. Like, it was a perfect <laughs> bank shot. Yeah. No like, way that Bill Hamid would have been able to stop it. Like, apparently, Jeffrey was really dead geometry as a kid. It was just the perfect angle off Bryn Bauman in. And now that he's not under investigation, he must be really good at taking bribes. <laughs> well,. Philadelphia beat FC Dallas 3-1. And on their first goal, I could have sworn Barcelona was on the pitch. Maybe Union Salona, uh, you could you could call him. Just some sexy movement for four players knocking the ball between each other. And Elsa Pong knocks in the net. He got two goals in this game. And uh, not Ibsen, uh, Ilsen, Ilsenio got the got second goal as well. There's also the... First giant moment in VAR history. Max Arudi's goal in the 79th minute got called back quite rightfully because it turned out uh, Christian Coleman decided to kick the Union Goldie McCarty right in the groin. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not cool, bro. It, it looked like, I think you said, Colin, it looked like stomach area, chest area on like first glance. Yeah, but first, they like, first couple of looks and then the you got around. that angle and it's like, oh. And oh, like we all cringed at once while watching oh. the highlights. Oh, oh no. Oh no. He just turned into Orlando's goalie as as a result. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So this is Dallas's second loss in a row. Um, third but, loss in five games. Are, are they fallen? What's going on with Dallas? Seven goals conceded in two games, too, with only one in response after that 4-0 loss in their previous game against Vancouver. So, uh, certainly something misfiring for them, you'd say, right? Uh, Sates was in goal for this one. I think Gonzalez was in goal for the last game against uh, Vancouver. Maybe maybe switching the goalkeepers isn't the right idea. Maybe switching defenders or trying to find the good pairings in front of them. Maybe they can want to try botch all outs. We can like loan them out to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feel free. <laughs> Montreal put two past Orlando who were only able to score one away from home. Kyle Laren though gets the opener. A scrappy goal for Laren. Uh, kind of just barely beat the Montreal goalkeeper to the ball and kind of just passed into the goal. His first goal since uh, March 30... Oh, sorry, May 31st. <laughs> if it was it, March, that would be obvious why Dom Dwyer was coming in. <laughs> um, so, penalty was called in the 47th minute. Um, Nacho Piatti... Mild contact is what we have in the notes. I feel like that's even being charitable to him. Uh, but he did do um, some very good gymnastics, some very good ballet... Um, I hear that uh, a leaping swan, I think, would be the most graceful yeah. way to put it. I hear that uh, Black Swan Two is coming out later this year with uh, Piotti starring just <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> Who's I never watched Mila the first Kunis. one, so I don't know what. Um, God. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, moving along to Chicago, putting four past New England. Chicago have now beaten New England three times this year. That has got to suck. <laughs> Getting beat three times by the same team in one year. <laughs> Guys, I, I feel like a broken record, but Cody Copper's not good, right? Like, I he's feel like really I said that bad. almost every single week. Really he's, bad. He's just not good. 
So what you're saying is, even though he's from here, we shouldn't have signed him. He's, he's and not, it was actually a no. good move that we got Shuttleworth instead of Cropper from New England. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had bad positioning on several of the goals in this game. And just... I, 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 yeah, anyway, we can we can go on and on about this. We got to keep moving, though. Let's talk about nine wins in a row at home for Chicago, though. This is what wins teams' playoff spots in this league, doing well at home. Hint, hint, Minnesota United FC. Holster scoring in the eighth minute, holds the ball from the side of the box. He holds it to himself, beats like three defenders as he dribbles into the front of the box, manages to score on a low shot going in past our, uh, our friend Mr. Cody Cropper. Did uh, did you guys was there a guy named Duty playing in sh- in NASL? Because <laughs> because there's now now a Duty playing for Chicago. Every time they call his name, it just like you guys. Those were twelve. Yep, <laughs> Duty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh jeez, dude. Yeah, he was he was totally uh, on loan at St. Louis FC. That's why I've heard his name because okay. we used to play St. Louis in the Open Cup, and they don't keep going, remind me of those god awful <laughs> announcers. God. Well, Duty was uh, filling in for the injured Brandon Vincent for Chicago, and he acquitted himself really well. Kai Kamara did get the goal for New England. New England really doesn't want to lose Kai Kamara, guys. He's outside of Lee Wynn, he's their only dead player. Pretty much. I mean, Cody Cropper's terrible. Dido Fudundas is supposed to be amazing and is terrible. Agadello is. Agadello is. Streaky as. Yeah, it doesn't show it in the league. Joe Bunbury's not in a a fair chance. Kai Kamara is their only player that you can rely on to score goals. Yeah. And I think this, this kind of is the big difference between these two particular teams. In New England, you're struggling to remember players who are good. In uh, with, with Chicago, you are struggling to remember all of their players who are good. For example, <laughs> Janino scored a goal. And again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Janino does play for them. And it was his first goal for Chicago, so good for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I mean, by the way, have you guys noticed how we're not talking about Schweinsteiger very much at all? <laughs> Every time we, we talk about a Chicago game. He hasn't really been on the store sheet at all. Uh, well, since his first game, right? First out, he's been the kind of distributor, the kind of the catalyst of their offense. Yeah. Let's be honest. Start if they go to the World Cup, it's on his back. Oh yeah, he's yeah, doing, yeah, he's doing yeah. Very, he yes. he will single handedly carry them to the World Cup. Colorado two, Vancouver Whitecaps two. Colorado last year at home was unbeatable, but they've only won six of twelve home games this year. One of their last four, it. I think a lot of it was that they either had too much belief last season or it was just a lot of overperformance. Um, that said, you know, they still have Axel Schoberg, who is a very, very large, large human being. He's Axel Schoberg sounds like a snowboarder. Like, he should be hitting the slopes. I mean, he probably does, you know. Yeah, I would assume so, except for I don't know how somebody with, like, that long of legs and just... Like, he wouldn't be able to move down the slopes. He's just too big. It would be kind of like a sail pushing him backwards. He, he is two- the board. Like, he just, like, sits on, like, horizontal <laughs> on the snow and just slides down. He has two snowboards t- taped together and has one foot on each <laughs> as he goes down. Yeah, like, that's how he skis. He just needs that level of uh, coverage on the snow. 
There was rain at the start of this game, so essentially the way you put it, Colin, was that when we were when we were watching the highlights from the second half, it looked like an NASL game from the amount of people in the stands. And and uh, not Minnesota game, like Edmonton game. Like, yeah. Not good at all. Like, I'll just say this. So much shade. That's not the first time I've thought this about Colorado, and I know that their park is in the middle of nowhere, but Chicago's looking pretty full right now. I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, 50 dark clouds were louder than the entire Colorado away section when we when we went to that away game. And it was incredible. Like, it was just still the best fun I've had at a Minnesota United game in a couple of years. And uh, that section was super loud. But, they're, I mean, they they need something this year. Uh, and maybe, like Mastroini said earlier in the season, it's this year is gone. It's going to be focused on, on next season. RSL played Houston, and the game ended nil-nil. Caleb summed it up pretty well. <laughs> Nothing happened. Except well, the were 90 seconds that 90 you need seconds. to watch. Yeah, just, just oh, go on 90 seconds in this game. Like, go, go into the, the 64th minute, like 63-0-0, the start of the 64th minute, and watch till the end of the 65th minute. And you'll have watched the most exciting part of this game, where um, Alex had a very eventful 90 seconds. So started out that he and Albert Rusnak got into a little bit of a shoving match. Um, on a dead ball situation. Yeah, on a dead ball. And I don't think either of them were even at fault for it. <laughs> like, it was just all of a sudden, oh, there's fighting going on. So Alex gets a yellow, Rusnak doesn't. Um, 90 seconds later, he goes up for an airborne ball against Kyle Beckerman. One stud directly going into Beckerman's calf. This was, I mean, if they were filming the new Karate Kid movie, this would have like been the best like finishing move of the entire movie, like the climax where he's getting back at the evil Rasta man who has been tormenting him <laughs> the whole rest of the movie. But in this game, he gets the second yellow and is sent off. And it was a very, by the way, it's also the very next play from uh, from when he got that yellow against Druznak. So it was just a terrible 90 seconds for this kid. Um, and and it, it's the only thing that we really need to talk about, except that Houston have signed a Swiss player just a couple of days ago. Uh, Philippe Senderos comes in from Rangers, uh, also recently of Grasshoppers, formerly of AC Milan and Arsenal. A man that is, uh, I don't know if he's very near and dear to my heart, simply because I had seen him lose so many decent balls as a center back where <laughs> he was like Yago. Um no no more that he actually reminded me of like a Champions League version of Michael Boxel. <laughs> so have that's, fun that's Houston. Oh god. Uh, the, the the Houston tweet was filled with replies from Rangers fans making fun of this guy. Also, did any of you know that there was a club called Grasshoppers out there? It's a yeah, zero, actually. It's Swiss. Yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy stuff. Moving along to San Jose beating Columbus 2-1. Caleb's favorite player, Chris Wondolowski, getting a goal and almost getting a second. Uh, Chris Skorolowski. I just want to point out that his goal was almost over the bar. Like he usually shoots it. So <laughs> yeah, like you, it was you, so close. You give Wando enough, as much credit as I give Atlanta. So I like <laughs> it. I like it. Uh, Urania scores in the first, and Wando in the second for uh, San Jose. Former earthquake Jan gets the consolation goal for Columbus, but also former governor Tommy Thompson hits the bar. He's been doing pretty well for San Jose recently. 
yeah, I, I can't recall anything else about his game, but... Um, I mean, he is a 60-something-year-old man, so, I mean, you yeah, yeah, don't expect him to be... I, okay, I was um, going for the, the easy Wisconsin politics joke, but... <laughs> also, uh, Mr. Native Jackson Yule has been seeing some... Um, MLS time with San Jose after starting the year at their USL affiliate. So San Jose should have had more goals in this game. Kind of like Portland, who had three against LA Galaxy. Dos Dos Santos, Mr. Jonathan himself, gets his debut in Wait, this game. Is Dos Dos Santos, is that four Santos? Are we multiplying them or is it just... Oh, actually, it should be Dos Santos Dos, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Dos yeah. Santos Dos, because otherwise it would be Cuatro Santos. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Liam Rudrell returned from being injured and managed to score in the fourth minute off a corner. Which was too fast for Notch to even mark it down the highlights. Um, Jossie Zardes has yet to find the back of the net so far this season. Um, perhaps not a surprise. He did find the back of the net in this game, kind of. I call it the hand of Claude because he managed to like... <laughs> Knock the hand down to his leg and then hit it into the into the back of the net. Goal called back on VAR. I am reminded of something that Wes Berdine tweeted uh, in in during the Gold Cup final, which is why is Jassy Zardes? I think I replied with just a gif of someone who's doing like uh, uh, so, uh, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. No one knows why he is. No one knows why he is. Guy's got a stunning career ahead of him in NASL, I think, at <laughs> Miami or something like that. Boateng had a good game in this game. Yeah, Emma Boateng has kind of been the, the star of LA Galaxy this year, which isn't saying a whole lot. They've been having an off year. They're only one point above us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got to take what you can get. Man. Yeah, you got to exactly. take what you can get. Um, kind of in, uh, in good fun, Portland tweeted a video of... Just go watch Portland's video. It's like a kind of find like astronomer of, video. It's, it's great. Find all of the Easter egg jokes that are in that. Yeah, well, it's fantastic. it's it's basically a response to LA Galaxy shooting stars video, which is also fantastic. So uh, these two social media teams getting one on each other, very good stuff. Well, Diego um, Valeri, by the way, holy shit, yeah, dude! I feel like goal. I've said this holy three times this year. Mother of God, yeah. Diego Valeri is good for like five of these goals every year. It's Massive amazing. shot from outside the box. Gets the goal for Portland. Incredible. Portland already, arguably should have had at least a better chance for more. Uh, Adi's taken down the box by Romney. Um, just, yeah, clear yeah. penalty. I don't know why it wasn't called. But. Yeah, plenty of contact. I think he might have seen Adi getting his own feet caught up, but it, he was going down already. Yeah. Uh, Adi would get payback with a nice back heel assist to Powell for the Portland Filthy, filthy assist. Yeah. Filthy. And it. filthy finish, too. Uh, great all around, all around game for Portland. They seem to be back on track going forward to the playoffs. With that, we do need to take a break right here. We'll be returning with the two other matches that was played on Sunday in MLS. Also, other games from NASL, USL, NWSL, and much more from all over the world after this. Want to take a moment to recognize that this podcast, this this particular episode, marks one year 
of you jackasses inflicting yourselves <laughs> on this great thing that I had going. As a dark cloud, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been with me for, for, for one year. It's It's been wonderful. You guys are the longest serving lineup on the pod. Uh, we rebranded the pod while you guys... We're here, and it's. I think it's been fantastic. I'm really enjoying myself. We did it. We That's did it. We did best time it. probably to announce that Colin and I are moving our talents elsewhere to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> we Yo, are going to start a Miami this FC the football podcast. podcast uh-huh. all around about Miami FC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is an offer we couldn't refuse. We will talk about this. That there is an opening for a Ricardo Silva beat, but. Um, you're gonna you gonna name your podcast like the Silva Show or something like it's branded after him. Are, are you? Do we accidentally see you on that? Because that's that's what it is. Holy shit! <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Now uh, we've come with new new podcast name. <laughs> Damn it! Everyone's leaving everything. Did you guys notice by the way that James Richardson has left uh, the Football Weekly podcast? Yeah, yeah so, so have I. Had. Kind of disappointed, but I, th- I thought. Oh, that- I thought that, that replaced him did an okay job. Max Rushton has been their substitute host for a long time, and I guess he's going to be replacing him full time now. But I, I do miss James. I yeah, exactly. I'm with Colin. I, I feel like the show has lost a little something there. But James Richardson does have a new show called The Totally Football Show, which I think might be good. I don't know. I mean, as long as Barry is there, I'm going to listen to it. I'm I don't think Barry is on it. I don't he, think. Oh, he's he's on. He's he was on, he was on last week. Yeah. The Totally Show? No, the Football Weekly. Oh, oh. No, he's yeah. on Football Weekly. I'm going to listen to it. I love Barry. All right. Well, uh, we, we, we'll see if you guys decide, one of you decides to uh, go off and make the Totally Minnesota Show or something. <laughs> Who I'll replace you with, I don't know. But we'll see. The we'll Totally Minnesota Show, you know. <laughs> Beautiful. You got to say that's that kind of accent more on the pod, man. I, th- I think we're missing totally out on the market. While. All right. Let, let's move back to the MLS games that we were talking about from Sunday. First of all, we had the Hudson River Derby in uh, Yankee Stadium, where they put the Red Bulls fans up on the closed upper deck. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, and a bunch of goals, a hat trick for David Villa. BWP gets one for RBNY. Oh, he got a brace, right? Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. BWP got a brace. Villa got three. So yeah. basically, so the basically only thing that mattered was game. yeah. The only thing that mattered was star strikers. Um, although that said, somehow Sal Zizzo only got a yellow for <laughs> kicking David Villa in his beautiful, beautiful face. And at that point, you know, a sensible player asks himself, "Whoa, that was I was really lucky there. Whoa, better take it easy a little bit." No, Not Sal Zizzo. No, not Sal no. Zizzo. Yeah, he he's he he does. He does what New York people do and managed to get himself a second yellow for another dumb challenge late in the game. Wait, why did you say that's something that New York people do? Sal Zizzo plays for the New Jersey Red Bulls. <laughs> uh, Metro Stars. Airhorn. <laughs> SKC tied Atlanta 1-1. Guys, I just want to point out, I hate Atlanta so much. Every time their games come up, I'm like, did they lose? Did they lose? Did they lose? They didn't lose. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The game's so close, too. <laughs> yeah, late goal in stoppage time gets them the equalizer. Annoying. Just lose the game, And not guys. only that, it, it was former SKC player Jacob Peterson that got it, too. Like, everything everything that could make us mad about this game happened. This was, a, 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 I think the MLS website called this game a full-blooded uh, game in in terms of how many challenges were flying in this game, you had tempers flaring, including the two coaches at the end who had a tense exchange after the final whistle. 
I'm starting to think that Atlanta just has a rivalry with everybody. Maybe not just Orlando. <laughs> Maybe everyone just hates Atlanta. I think that would be appropriate. I think like, the new teams they're like the they're like the new Jackson town. Like I'm I'm taking over the stool. It's gonna be my stool now. And every team's like, no, fuck you guys. We're gonna beat your ass. And we're like the little brother. Like, hey guys, you want to play? And then like, oh come on, Minnesota, you can play with us for a little while. And yeah. then we get put into the game and taken down by the team from across town that's seven times bigger than we are and just, like, piled onto we break bones in our first games. And then it's, like, it becomes a movie where we're in the hospital. We've been told we're never playing football again. And at the end, we get subbed on for one glorious minute. This is Rudy, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, so, just going to say that. When that's... do we win the MLS Cup in this scenario? Cause... <laughs> I don't think Rudy won the MLS Cup. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he even won the national championship. I think he just won a game. I'd settle for being Notre Dame, though, don't you think? I don't like Notre Dame. Oh, big, don't tell that Mike Shields, big, big uh, Notre Dame fan. Okay. I'm Irish. <laughs> I, I have to like them. All right, let's talk a little bit about, uh, some, about some transfer news. Uh, some players leave in D.C. Uh, Lamar Needle is going to Seattle for a fourth-round pick, and then just announced that uh, Bobby Boswell will be traded to Atlanta. Uh, no word on what he's they're getting in return, but Lamar Needle for a fourth-round pick is basically giving a solid player at MLS for a bag of pork rinds. I don't know. Like, yeah, not a whole lot. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was going to give that the That sounds old... like a Minnesota United trade. <laughs> yeah. Something we'd do. I was going to say the old baseball like bag of balls thing, but soccer balls are actually really expensive. So, <laughs> or for like what was that what was Restrepo traded for in hotel NHL? rooms and hotel limousines, rooms and yep. limousines. <laughs> even that's too expensive for a fourth round pitch Columbus did sign a Portuguese winger Pedro Santos for Sporting Braga he scored six goals last year yeah, six goals again in the first division in Portugal probably like the second tier of the European league just probably top of that second tier um, probably he's gonna take a while to adjust to MLS style of play but next year it looked for him to be one of the best uh, stars on the Columbus team um, that did make way for Ethan Finley to make his way out to us apparently so yeah, there you go I so I guess that's a good meh whatever I mean uh, one one big money transfer that was confirmed today is that Carlos Villa is the new member of the Beastie Boys yay wait I thought, no, I thought, it, was, I thought it was Ram uh, DMC <laughs> Run from DMC. B C Stop. Stop. Yeah. LAFC. He's going to LAFC. This joke has played out. Run Inglewood FC. But Actual LAFC. I, I, I want to point out, I did this on Twitter too. Carlos Villa's announcement on his own Twitter was shown with him kind of revealing himself like Bob Bradley did with, with the, the gold track jacket and the hat. They're going for that Run DMC yeah. uh, early like, 90s LA music no, no, scene. That, that would mean, be early like 90s, early 80s. Non, yeah, late 80s. Yeah. If you want early 90s to be like uh, straight out of Compton NWA stuff. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's, it's a little bit tougher than Run DMC, but... It's definitely cool. not as tough as it's. It's, it's uh, good branding. It's good branding. Oh yeah, it's so, a way to connect themselves to the community as a brand new club. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So let's well move. Done. Let's move on. Speaking of clubs, to other clubs in the U.S. soccer pyramid in our segment that we call the Pyramid Scheme. First up, some lawsuit news, and let's let's make this one quick, guys, because I feel like most people listening to this podcast probably know enough to. Uh, 
about this this occurrence. So here's the deal. Ricardo Silva of Miami FC, Dennis Crowley of Kingston Stockade, have introduced a lawsuit to the Court of Arbitration for Sport against USSF, um, arguing that the Federation needs to institute promotion and relegation in order to fulfill Article 19 of FIFA's requirements. Thoughts? No, no, no thoughts. Please go read about this online if you so wish. We're not talking about pro rail right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna avoid this topic. Topic like the play. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Let's, yeah, we're we're totally gonna avoid this topic for the entire show. Yeah, yeah. If something happens, we will bring you up to date with it. There's some business stuff coming up for Jacksonville Armada that is very positive. Number one, they started advertising on TV and have seen a two thousand percent increase in their television viewership. The team's game versus the San Francisco Deltas recently uh, drew about twenty thousand viewers. That might not sound that great until you consider the fact that the prior game versus the Deltas had a rating that corresponds with 700 viewers. All right. They're getting... They're they're basically marketing the fact that they're doing marketing. Good stuff. Yeah. And I I will say this. It's the same sort of strategy that their owner did with his company. And guess what? It worked ridiculously well. Yep. USL announced an expansion team in Birmingham this past week. Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Yeah, so the team's going to start a PDL team next season uh, with a uh, Div 2 USL team starting up in 2019. They're already marketing that you need to buy season tickets in 2018 in order to guarantee your spot for 2019. Where did they learn that, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Phoenix beat LA Galaxy to no. Nobody cares about the result. Did you guys see Drogba's free kick from 40 yards out? (laughs) Oh my god. It takes a lot for me to say anything positive about Didier Drogba, but holy shit, you guys. Go and watch that. It is glorious. (laughs) It still boggles my mind that Didier Drogba is playing in Phoenix. In USL. Phoenix is is like the best retirement city ever though, (laughs) so it makes perfect sense. By the way, you remember before the break where I said we were going to talk about all the NASL and USL games? Turns out we're not. Let's move on straight to NWSL news now. Yeah, so quick rundown of the table. Uh, North Carolina Courage lead with a game in hand they've got a point over chicago two points over portland um the courage kept seattle who are the top scoring team in the league to just two shots this weekend with a one nil win and yet somehow the nwsl website their editors picked them as the fourth best team in the league i don't understand why they're connecting on multiple levels i really do think that they're the best team out there, mm-hmm. but who knows? Um, all of us can cheer, however. Guess who's in dead last? FC Kansas City. FC Sid- Kansas City. Sydney LaRue. Five said FC yep. Kansas City. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati beat Miami FC 1-0 in the um, Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> Former Loon, Mitchell Lebrand comes out, bitted down with some great saves for FC, FC Cincinnati. Um, he's been on fire in the use of Open Cup. Yeah, I mean, they're on to the semifinals first. I think first lower league team to the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup in quite a while. I don't remember at the moment. I, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, I'm the, not even going to try to make the it. The Thunder guess. didn't make it that far, did they? The th- I 
No, like, so. they've been Didn't the Rhinos win the tournament in like the yeah. early 2000s? Well, if they, yeah, but like, that's early 2000s MLS. Okay. That's that's pre Beckham, man. <laughs> uh, some actually, you uh, some Ninja Turtles news. DeAndre Yellen out until October. Will miss next two uh, World Cup qualifier games. Yeesh, some, what happened to him? Um, I think just a muscle injury. Yeah, it was training. a hamstring that I picked up. Hamstring. Uh, which any, any other other position for the men's national team would have been fine, but fullbacks is where we're the thinnest, so. Yeah, not great. the best time to lose Yedlin. It does look like that qualifier at um, the Red Bull Stadium is sold out, though. From what, from a tweet I saw today, there were no tickets available in certain price ranges. Let's now move on to a segment we call the transfer, which is an off-season segment where we talk about Just transfers that have happened, well, and Caleb starts to cry. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's gonna be okay, guys. I'm mostly telling that to myself, not you, unless you're a Liverpool fan. It's going to be okay. So what Caleb so, is fretting Zeller, about... Martin, Nick Rogers, because you're an avid listener, we're going to be fine. It's Liverpool. What Caleb is fretting about and, and babbling on and on about is that Felipe Coutinho today, well, for the past like two weeks, but today in particular, <laughs> has been rumored to have completed a deal with Barcelona for 90 million euros note that Felipe Coutinho is not worth 90 million euros and I love the player I love he's fantastic been fantastic for us so signs of absolute brilliance just ability to take down any defense in the Premier League and the world not worth 90 million this is Barcelona basically splashing the Neymar money which is stupid this is what what the Football Weekly said uh that they thought they were going to do. No one expected Barcelona to spend this money wisely, and they've already overpaid for one player yeah. in Phil Coutinho. Um, with just... bonuses up could go up to one hundred twenty million euros. Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny I, money for Coutinho. as as far as I'm concerned. Liverpool bought Coutinho for eight million pounds. It's pretty good business. It just depends on what we do with the money. Um, last our last bit of sale was Luis Suarez, also the Barcelona. We with that money we bought Mario Balotelli, that didn't work out well. Uh, Lazar Martovic, which also didn't work out well. Um, Alberto Moreno, who's somehow still on the team, I guess. <laughs> He's the new Alberto Aquilani. <laughs> uh, Emre Chan, who has become one of the best midfielders, probably the best midfielder for Liverpool. Divac Origi, who really needs a good season this year in order to stay up with the team. And there was one, oh yeah, Adam Lallana, who had a breakout year last year. So it all depends on how Jurgen Klopp is going to spend this money. And it's sounding like Christian Pulisic. Literally Messi coming over literally to, Messi. to Liverpool. We sold Coutinho to Messi's team, or going to sign literally Messi. Fantastic. So I'm excited as a Liverpool slash US Ninja Turtles fan. But... I understand that's probably not the best. Might not be the best move for Pulisic at this point in his career. I really want them to sign um, Mateo Kovacic from Real Madrid. Yeah, but, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, in other transfer news, um, Leicester City have signed Kalechi Canacho from Man City, the young forward for twenty-five million pounds. That looks like that. By the way, his name is a spelling bee, 
like answer. I just want to point out. I feel believe so that's what, bad for uh, that kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the midfielder Fernando is leaving Man City as well for about five and a quarter million, going to Galatasaray. Um, possibly going up to six point two five million with bonuses, and oh yeah, um, Neymar was sold. Oh yeah, a that, bunch of stuff that happened with that happened. transfer, but there has been it's so overplayed that we don't really need to talk about. It. I do want to mention, by the way, that Diego Costa is still at Chelsea somehow. Yeah, they have Who the not let him leave yet. Really at Chelsea though? Is he training with? The t- I- is he's he, he's not at Chelsea. Own home Diego Costa is basically hanging out with Vadim Damodov and Meritage right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's essentially waiting for Atletico Madrid to be able to sign him, which is going to be, I think, at the end of the year? January. January. Yeah, January. Yeah, January. And um, also want to point out that Ronaldinho, yeah, when was, he was asked if he was retired, said, if there's a team that would want me without tr- the training, it's still possible to play. So essentially, Rio OKC. <laughs> sign him up. Up, uh, right. The Real Madrid president said that after Neymar left for PSG, said that uh, he wouldn't sell Ronaldo for Ronaldo's weight in gold, which turns out, according to Bleacher Report, it's only about three million pounds. So, <laughs> come on, guys, it's gonna be really easy to get him. <laughs> Ronaldo's release clause just got in reach of Arsenal, who will pay three million and one pound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, let's move on to a segment that we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the parts of the world we haven't talked about yet, which first, right now, we got to talk about England. And I mean, honestly, all that we need to talk about is England because the Super Cup happened and nobody cares. Um, United was playing. Just yeah, look at uh, was the playing. picture of uh, Fellaini didn't have <laughs> God, that was... That's the only thing guys, you know about this. Guys, g- g- give me a scoreline, at least, for this UEFA Super Cup. 2-1, uh, Real Madrid 1. Good for them. Good for them. Um, in the FA Community uh, Shield, though, um, Chelsea drew 1-1 with Arsenal in full-time, which led to penalties. Arsenal winning 4-1. Um, so, it, it, don't bother watching the first half. The only thing that you would miss is Permer, Sacker, getting a flying elbow, WWE-style um, to the eyebrow, courtesy of Gary Cahill. Um, he's got a really gnarly looking scar as a result. It's, it's, I feel bad for him, but it looks so cool. Um, Victor Moses then opened up the scoring within a minute of halftime. And then Pedro happened. He pulled a hamstring, motioned to get subbed out, and then proceeded to go stubs up into Mohamed El Neni, getting a straight red card. Now, they had the substitute all ready to go, and yet he still went in studs up. Like, I know you wanted to get out of there, but come on, man. <laughs> so, in any case, ensuing free kick happens. Um, Saya Kalashinak scores his first competitive quote-unquote goal for Arsenal. It then goes to penalties, and then what happened, you guys? Germans won. Um, <laughs> no, but Belgian certainly lost. <laughs> um, for some strange reason, they put Thibaut Courtois in as the second penalty taker what for the Chelsea. Hell? Kind of reminiscent of last year's NASL final when uh, Juan Buch took a penalty for Indy 11. I hear Antonio Conte was at that game. It's like, whoa, that that's amazing. We do you not do see Juan Buch sky the penalty over the net? <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's exactly what happened to Thibaut Courtois. Like, I, I think that the ball 
ended up actually taking out one of the um, satellites that the U.S. uses to track nuclear weapons. Oh my God, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do, I do have a, I do have a question that is not related to this particular game, but rather to Real Madrid, which is, you know, you mentioned that they won the UEFA Super Cup. I just want to ask you, do you think that they value that win from this past week more, or the fact that they beat the MLS All Stars? Because that happened as well. Probably the one with an actual trophy that matters. So the all-star game. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on now to a segment that we call The Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So we mentioned the Ricardo Silva lawsuit earlier, and I've I've been racking my brain as to why exactly he's making this move rather than using any of his untold billions to just you know, buy a space in MLS. I thought you were going to say just buy space. Like, Ricardo Silva would own space. Elon Musk would have to pay Ricardo Silva to, like, launch his ships. To be fair, Ricardo Silva probably has purchased enough, like, random leagues in, like, South America to be able to afford this. But I dug into this a little bit deeper, and it turns out I was wrong last week. PSG was not looking towards the Seth Rich lawsuit. They're looking at this one. Here's the scoop. Jean-Marie, the um, or the lawyer that... Um, Jean-Marie is yeah, such a French name, by the way. Well, here's the surprising thing. I Did Remember the Jean-Marie Neymar? Bosman ruling? No, I can't say I kept up with that one. So the Bosman ruling is the one that allowed for players within the European Union to leave on free transfers. The lawyer in that is the one that's representing Silva and Crowley in their CAS lawsuit. Strangely enough, guess where his office is? It's in Barcelona. Guess who just sold a player to Paris Saint-Germain who suddenly needs a lot of money. Barcelona. Think about it even further. PSG were the ones that were rumored to be purchasing the rights to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers through one of their subsidiaries, the PSG Miami Academy. I'm fairly certain... What is happening? (laughs) My source was half right in saying that PSG has a scheme to use legal fees in order to pay for Neymar's transfer. The one that they're looking for is this one. It's the Silva Crowley lawsuit because they will be certain to recoup at least $150 million in potential damages because Ricardo Silva would have to pay that much to be able to get Miami FC into MLS. Uh... Oh, okay. Um, is, is he going to have Neymar? It's possible. I mean, there is that Brazilian connection there. It it totally could happen. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm okay. saying there's a chance that Neymar ends up in MLS so long as Miami FC doesn't get relegated in the meantime. I knew when I was watching uh, Stefano Pino last year, I was like, yeah, he's going to be sending the ball to Neymar for an assist in a couple of years. So, so <laughs> Neymar's not passing the ball to anyone else. He's just going to take the ball down. No, no, yeah. no I'm, saying, I'm saying Neymar's going to get the assist from Pino. So, so he's no, no. Positive. 
No. What do you think? If he's an MLS, Neymar no, just think, takes it from one end to the other. Neymar has 100% possession. has the ball. Neymar doesn't take it from him and yeah. dribbles around. Like, Neymar is going to, like, and almost ball. studs up slide tackle. Pino's going to dive out of the way. Uh-huh. And Neymar's going to take it the rest of the way and score. So he's Sal Zizzo, basically, in this situation. With much more technical skill. I A whole lot Sal more technical skill than Neymar. Sal Zizzo. <laughs> Sal By Zizzo. the way... Literally Neymar. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Left Shark Nelson, this is what happens when you put pressure on me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. with, uh, With that, we should wrap up this episode. But before that, we have some news for for you from our... Uh, the the band that provides our intro music, Tectonics. Yeah, special thanks to them for letting us use their song Lustless as our theme song. Um, listen to the, the, the current for a little while, see if you can hear any of the songs by them. Um, in, in the meantime, you can find them on YouTube, Tectonics uh, MN. Also find them on Twitter there as well. Also on Bandcamp, at least a new song. Uh, the girls, all, all the pretty girls in the parentheses that I'll never talk to. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Should mention they some of these guys are Caleb's friends, so they are really our terrific band, and, and we'd love for you to support them. We'd also love for you to support this podcast, which is on fine podcast providers everywhere, with a review on iTunes, perhaps, or other podcast mediums. Do tell your friends about us as well. If you want to tell them about where to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at TWO United Fans. I'm at K Olson seven sixteen. And I am at the attachment where apparently my 2000th tweet was complaining about how Minnesota United did not sign Matthew Flamini and bring in Captain Planet to boss around our midfield. That would have been so awesome, you guys. That did happen. I I should also mention this podcast is posted every week to 55.1, which I recommend you visit. And with that, we will bid you goodbye finally, and we will return to your ears next week. Here's to another year. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerade.